Hi, this is Charlie Goodchild and Andrew Goodall, and you're listening to the Health Space Podcast. This is the podcast where we dive deep into health-related questions and topical issues relevant to us all. The world of health and medicine is messy, full of contrasting opinions and misleading advice. We'll challenge the myths and common misconceptions by exploring the evidence, speaking to leading experts along the way. We are physiotherapists, have been friends since university and share the same belief that everyone deserves the opportunity to access high quality, up-to-date health information. When it comes to health, we believe that better never ends. Thanks for listening. Let's get going. All right, so here we are at the end of season one, our first go at this podcasting lark. Started slow. I think we've built up some momentum along the way and we've decided that we'll put together the best bits of season one and also some of the funny bits, some of the some of the errors along the way. So how have you found season one, Andy? Yeah, it's been um well, it's like a proper learn on the on the way. Like yeah. genuinely just jump in two feet in and just see what happens. Um not much practice at all before most of the episodes, especially the first, which we were probably a little bit arrogant with and thought we'd we'd nail this, we know each other, so yeah. this will be fine and probably wasn't the case. <laughs> we had no idea what we were doing, did we? Not really. And then it came to editing as well. I I think I underestimated the task of editing, but also probably took it more seriously than I thought I would, which added in more work than perhaps I'd thought as well, um, especially when you start to consider the ums and the and whatnots that between us we've... I think you're up at near a 1,000, is that right? Yeah, I've reached a 1,000 uh, and whatnots faster than our Insta account, so that's <laughs> quite impressive, really. Yeah. The interesting thing about that is... I hadn't even realised I'd do that until two to three people dug me out at work for just saying and whatnot all the time. And I had to go back and listen to it. It was painful listening, painful listening. And then you're trying desperately hard not to say it in the future episodes. And I, I think I've caught you twice. Stop halfway through and and whatnot. Yeah, I try to catch <laughs> myself now. The problem is once you start down the path, it's really difficult. Like you can't really turn it into anything else. <laughs> So you just have to go with it. Yeah. I've I've even caught myself in clinic now as well. I've said it a couple of times in clinic and thought, prick. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's. Uh, I'm, I think what we have done though is we've we've managed to become slightly less monotone, slightly less wooden because when we sought some feedback from some trusted friends and and family. The classic was, oh, you're so monotone, oh, you sound so wooden, which, to be honest, we probably do, but hopefully we sound a little bit less that nowadays. Well, Vicky was fairly blunt. She just said, you sound boring, (laughs) which which was a lovely bit of feedback from our guest on episode seven. Yeah, well, Claire actually said to me, you don't expect me to actually listen to those, do you? I said, no, no, you're okay. Yeah, you just need to pretend. You just need to click like share say you enjoyed it if i ask you whether you listen to it just nod and say yes i listened to it it was great yeah leave a review really nice review make it sound like you definitely do listen and we'll go from there <laughs> exactly yeah I, I think the main thing in the uh the first one is 
I've listened to it a couple of times. And it doesn't. <laughs> there she is. Oh, there she oh, is. here she is. Claire making her there second appearance is. of the podcast. Is there wine on this one though? No, no wine. No wine. <laughs> no wine this time. I like the fact she's trying to. It's, it's, it's an audio based podcast and she's trying not to be seen, which is quite enjoyable. Maybe we'll save the video for YouTube. Yeah, I was about to say the um, the best thing about the the first podcast as well is when you listen back, it doesn't even sound like we're recording a podcast. It literally looks like me and you sounds like me and you are just on the phone having a chat about drivel, which isn't necessarily that bad. But um, yeah, I suppose we are actually recording a podcast, so perhaps sounding like a podcast isn't the worst thing either. Yeah, may- maybe we need to just. I think we've learned to vajazzle the podcast. That's probably what we've learned. Yeah, and actually, it wasn't even our first recording. So I think what probably more importantly we figured out is that doing it over Zoom does have its challenges because our first one was actually our podcast with Ben Steel Turner, physiotrician. So he came to just before the lockdowns, didn't he? He came to to my house and we recorded it. it sounded all right. We were bouncing off each other. The, the banter was there. So I think it just is more challenging over over Zoom. The logistics of being in one room though created a fair amount of drama afterwards like it was great but also when you have no idea what you're doing you can create all kinds of trouble when you have three mics multiple different recordings you don't even really know what recording software you're using and you've never used it before yeah that was a that was a bit of a journey afterwards wasn't it trying to get that one to actually sound good yeah, we had our good friend Tom Hammersley, our tech wizard, help set it all up, and he did an amazing job. I mean, we didn't, we literally had no idea. So he he got us going. He he started it, and then right at the end, he listened back and he went, "Oh shit, there's some. It's out of time." It's, that was it. One it's was out of clashing. time, right? Yeah. So um, we tried quite a lot of things to figure it out. In the end, I think I spent four or five hours having to edit it, silence different bits, and. It wasn't quick, it wasn't pretty, but we got there, I think, just about, and it sounded okay in the end. Well, we recorded it in October and released it in, like, March. <laughs> it, it did sit dormant for a while, though. Fair. <laughs> sorry, fair, Ben. Fair, yeah, so, sorry about that, Ben. Um, it was really nice to have everyone in a room, though, and actually have a bit of chat and have that bit of banter and, have a, and, and you know, see the reactions and whatnot. You know, I hope one day, well, not one day, but I hope that, if the logistics aren't quite so difficult that we can do some of those face-to-face because I do think they sound they sound good and they also there's a different dynamic that you achieve with that. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure our particularly close listening listeners would have heard your and whatnot as well. Just then? just spurted out. Yeah. Did they get yeah. the uh, Did they get the squeaky chair as well? Hold on, <laughs> it's not working. That squeaky now. chair has been. Yeah, I, and that, that's, that squeaky chair is something I've struggled to edit out, so I'm sure some of our listeners may have heard that along the way. So for season two, we're requesting a, a less squeaky chair, please. So we've been offered, you know, we've, we've, we've had a recent approach to sort of review Smooth My Balls Trimmer, which, which, <laughs> which, which we don't necessarily feel is podcast appropriate, but if there's someone out there dishing out non-squeaky chairs... I mean, I'm happily, I'm happy to review a non-squeaky chair. Yeah, ergonomically, could we, could we claim that? So, so we, we'll, we'll do an ergonomic. Yeah, review. or preferably it'd have a beer holder on one side. Maybe the mic on it. 
Mm. Some kind of like podcast specific chair. Speakers built into it. Yeah. That yeah, perfect. That. Somebody dial in, send that over. So our podcast is called the Health Space Podcast. So we are strong on health. That's our that's what we go for. And in our first recorded episode and the the second that we released pretty much in the first five minutes we were discussing that we'd wolfed down a mcdonald's uh, as a as breakfast and we quickly moved on to the subject of haribo as a gym supplement and something we didn't mention at the time is that we did then take ben for for lunch as well in which he um scoffed a, a barbecue pizza as well so uh, that that's health right there you probably managed to somehow get at least one of your food groups from all of that. It's all about the macros. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. The, the best thing about it is, so the McDonald's breakfast arrived because you essentially made your pregnant wife base. I'm not. Did she? Was she actually sick? She was sick. Yeah. Yeah, she was sick because I opened up a pack of bacon. In, because I was going to cook her some bacon, so I'm not sure that neither are necessarily better than the other. So <laughs> <laughs> it's either a bacon sandwich or a McDonald's breakfast. So, um, but but yeah, that was the state we were in at the time with with Claire's pregnancy sickness going on strong. And sorry to drop you in this as well, Ben, but um, right at the end of the podcast, you, we'd stopped recording, and you, and you you happened to mention that you'd forgotten to to bring up the the most important supplement point that you you wanted to discuss on the podcast which was fish oils um omega-3s so yeah we, we, we all had a rusty day in some way or another didn't we and thankfully i mean when the, we re-recorded it and it was gold so here's a little bit that we thought we'd put into this on fish oils this was a two-year trial of of high versus low dose omega-3 in people of um of sort of oa age 40 to 60 odd um and i believe they wanted to do omega-3 versus placebo they couldn't even get um it was it was deemed unethical to give people of that age um a placebo and and give them advice to not eat oily fish so if you want a reason to potentially to eat omega-3 or take supplement or eat oily fish you know it, it actually went against trial ethics to purposefully stop these people taking them. Um, and, you know, you're going to have to take an awful lot of omega-3 supplements before there maybe is a toxicity over a long time. If you're taking one Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, and you're not eating fish that often, it's probably going to be a good idea. What I took from that podcast as well was mostly you don't need supplements. And bar the fish oil bit, which, you know, we got to in the end, obviously. But mostly you don't need them as long as you've got a healthy diet. And I found that interesting. And um, Ben raised... There's another erm. I've just ermed myself again. Most Mostly Ben raised some really good points around that and um, covered it pretty well. What was our next episode? On it, well, we doubled Ben, didn't we? We've done a double Ben. Can't go wrong with double Ben. And then we moved on to Serena. Serena Simmons, who kindly came on. Serena's the first guest that we had on that we'd never spoken to before prior to us inviting her on the pod. So that was an absolute um, honour to have her on because she was taking a punt, really. She didn't know who we were either. So 
we were really grateful for her time. It was really kind of her. Serena was brilliant, right? She just tackled so much in that podcast. But actually, when you break it down, lots of the advice was fairly straightforward and, and not necessarily common sense, but you could get on board with it very easily. It was very understandable, easy to apply to your life, especially given the situations that we'd all been in. So, yeah, I just really enjoyed that podcast. It was great. Yeah, so she, she, there was eat, eat well, sleep well, exercise, and get outdoors. Get outdoors. Be kind to yourself. Everyone's going through a tough time. And do something spontaneous. I think they were the summaries. So here's a little clip. movement and exercise what that does for you and your psyche for your mental health is just oh my gosh if I could put it in a pill if we could all put it in a pill we'd be millionaires people who don't access movement don't get what it does for you and it is vital for your sense of well-being vitality energy move your body every single day can you move in some way even if it's just a walk and being outside in nature, but if you can move it kind of more than is maybe kind of physically comfortable for a short time, kind of get that heart rate up and kind of move yourself, it's immeasurable in terms of what it will do for your mental health. We know that kind of connection in terms of kind of movement and energy, your diet, these are all basics. People think psychology is just woo-woo science and magic. It's so basic. Um, and actually, when I work with any client, I always say, I always start with your how much you're moving, what you're eating, and are you, are you sleeping well? And that's what I'm going to kind of talk about now. So are you eating well? Can you just actually control what you're putting into your body? So we know the gut-brain connection is vital for your mental health. So I know it's tempting during lockdown to, you know, indulge. And we all do it. And so don't berate yourself for doing that because that also creates a kind of a mindset shift and a negativity so by all means, have your snacks and your treats and kind of down days and whatever you want to call them. But generally eating well and getting as much kind of vegetables and kind of, you know, good stuff into your body, we know is good for you. Getting your sleep. So like I said before, without those kind of foundational kind of keystones in place, sleep, exercise, good diet, we, we're building other stuff is mindset I have a big issue with the phrase mindset because I feel like it's a plaster that people often talk about I'm a mindset coach or I'm a mindset expert but mindset is actually just a plaster for maybe what kind of not not good underneath we need to get the foundation good which is diet exercise sleep and the other stuff build on top and that is vital during this kind of time so are you sleeping well get your sleep in like I said, move your body, be outside in nature. So kind of be outside, be connected with what's going on, get your vitamin D, meet with other people. They're the key things to kind of get in place. And the other thing, one last thing I would say is have a purpose that's bigger than this. And don't worry, Serena, we haven't forgotten about the Space Hopper Challenge that you set us. Andy has bought the Space Hoppers, uh, but I have managed to injure my ankle pretty bad the last few days, which could slow things down a little bit um, playing football. I would like to add that I did score 
in the process so you know not all bad news but it could be a few more weeks before I'm space hopper ready sounds like you're just swerving a space hopper loss you just you're just finding any other reason to just not get involved in the space hopper race my excuse is there if I do lose though isn't it true just teed it up yeah Serena was really good um the the best thing I think about Serena was also it was so topical for that point, for that moment, because we were sort of reaching the end of lockdowns and it had been a really long, well, it felt like a really long lockdown. It was a really tough one with some real negatives in there, you know, like losing Christmas at the last minute, all that sort of stuff. And she spelt, spoke so sort of positively and uplifting and with lots of advice and, and whatnot. But I just felt that one was so topical for the moment, which is why I think it done so well. I think it was the one that had the most universal relevance because everyone could have taken something from it. There's a, we, we do know that our subjects will be deliberately broad and there'll be some that are relevant to some more than others, and that's exactly the point. We want it to be quite far-reaching in, in that sense. But that one in particular was relevant to us all in some way. Definitely. So then we moved on to Manny, right? good friend of ours this was one we we knew we were going to tee up from the start this was a, this was a guaranteed conversation this was happening as soon as we decided to do a podcast we had to speak to Manny um he just started up his own his own thing cultural health club he you know he kicked off with London Select again he'd been really driving forward with his projects and speaking out and you know tackling inequalities and, and race just head on and was it was pretty much at the forefront of that discussion, certainly in our industry anyway. And it's not a topic that we can we can really get on our own as two white men. We can't we can't have that conversation and really get anywhere with that. So we need someone like Manny who can come in and and tell us his experiences, tell us what it's like and what those barriers are, what what it feels like. Because as as we got to, as the the main point we got to was that conversations create empathy. So if we can keep having these conversations on a more regular basis, then the understanding grows and, and that empathy lift, uh, builds and hopefully actions are taken that start to eradicate racism. It was great when he spoke about the, um, like knowing the history as well, although terrible, horrible to listen to, but so important to hear, to understand the elements of trust, you know, the difficulties around health literacy. It just, it's, an, it's, it's, it's a big one and, and it's one that I, I have actually listened to a couple of times and I've, I've recommended it to so many people because I, I just feel like there's so much in there that you can learn from someone who not only is speaking in this arena, but has lived it as well. And his point on about the history was that you don't know where you go, where you're going, until you know where you've been, which is just so true of history in general, let alone of the history of racism, but of history. And then it starts to explain why there is that lack of trust, and why there is why health literacy can prove to be a barrier, because people just don't trust the people that make the decisions in the first place. Black people, unfortunately, will never, ever totally be treated 
in a way that I think or we think is is fair simply because yeah. there's lots of different problems I don't think it's just a western problem I think there's actual problems within obviously resources things in Africa that go on structure control planning government you know there's lot we could go into lots and lots of different reasons why it's just like when you're so far behind in a race it's it's sometimes a bit hard for you to see like well how are you ever going to catch up but for him to say that I think was quite profound when I spoke to him and that probably spurred me on to to continue and building culture health club I think there's an element of like just a pure exhaustion like there's a there's always a battle like you're always facing some sort of issue and some of it can be from your ethnicity and the the race side and things that happen within your culture but some of it can be the things you're experiencing within the wider world like david williams he's he's a harvard professor who's who basically is one of the leading uh, scientists that who looks into social disparities in black communities and he says black people regularly just walking around have a higher blood pressure like 25 to 30 percent higher blood pressure than than a white person just because of their constant thought process of like am i putting being put in a situation where i'm being discriminated against or you know do i want to go that direction because somebody's you know i mean i can understand what he's saying because if i go if i run on the street and I run on the pavement. Yes, there's COVID, there's a pandemic, but even before this, people would cross the road. Like, you know, I think some people were shocked because I was running, as we've talked about, in terms of being a black male. They'd be like, why is he running? Okay, so after Manny, we moved, we went on to our most personal pod off after that and and obviously we split Manny up because we just felt it was there was a lot so it was it was a it was a good one to sort of break into two podcasts we saw a bit of, actually we before we move on we saw a bit of feedback off that didn't we um about whether we whether we should split them or not um and we both felt actually podcasts should be quite short and we sort of aimed we've all, always aimed for that like 40 45 minutes haven't we really that was our discussion and then actually when we threw it out to everybody our listeners and and uh, instagram and all of our friends and family everyone was just like no no we want the topic in one we want it i want to be able to dip in and dip out if i want to at my own leisure really rather than breaking it up because sometimes it, it, it or or it felt that you didn't get to the completion of the of the discussion and that's something we will be seeking throughout really we we do want to hear what you think we don't just want to keep going aimlessly if there's if there's feedback, then please let us know. We're only going to get better at this if we keep hearing honest feedback. If there is something that's that doesn't quite sound right or a topic we've not covered yet that you really think we should have covered by now, then let us know and just email us. The dot health space. I've got it wrong again, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> the, hang on. Right, Go again, Peter. The health space dot co at gmail dot com. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. There he goes. There he goes. So yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I'm enjoying that. Although I'm enjoying that I don't have to do it. Now, now that you've started it, I feel like you have to keep going until it's just. I'm going to get so now. nervous every time I bring up the email. 
Okay, so the next, like I said, the next one was Vicky, my wife, basically, um, which was very was pretty personal because it was about our stories. I say it was a, uh, it wasn't just hers. It obviously we went into your story too, and that was important. But it was the three of us and our families basically discussing how it's been having children, new children, in throughout this period it was the one that we hadn't planned wasn't it because we we had all these episodes planned and, and structured fairly early on and then it was a conversation you'd had with vicky wasn't it um after the mental health podcast with serena so it's and that's kind of how we always want to be if there is something that suddenly becomes really important and topical or something that that is raised we will we'll get one in we'll record it yeah, she just, um, it was interesting, she listened to the Serena one, and obviously she'd listened to it a couple of times actually, because she listened to it, basically as soon as we recorded it, she listened to it without edit, and she just said so much of it, like, touched certain areas where, that was important to her, and I think it sort of brought some of the emotions up, and uh, we discussed, because of her Instagram, we sort of discussed actually, like, would would this be something good to get out there? Do you think you not only your following, but generally mums would appreciate this? Um, and she obviously said yes. And as such, we decided to record it. And I'm glad we did actually. I um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't Weird. quite the Fern Cotton podcast that she's she's aspiring to, but maybe it was a bit of an audition for that, perhaps. So if Fern's out there listening, then uh, give give Vicky a punt. She'd love to be on. Yeah. <laughs> Graham Norton hasn't phoned Evie yet, but I think he's probably not far away, you know. She'll be on some kind of um, reserve list, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I'm sure Vicky, I mean, this is no surprise to both of us, but Vicky is also the first tears shed. Uh, and as we said, it was a very personal podcast, but um, not only is Vicky a crier anyway, but, but it did get very personal and we were really grateful that Vicky was kind enough to share her her story uh, and yeah first tear shed on the pod it shows that um even though we had a lot of chat and a bit of back and forth and a bit of banter before and after and whatnot and we know each other so well when you go into something and if you can get to the right level which we obviously managed to which is shocking given that this is our first season we managed to actually get to the point of the conversation the crux of it where we were all feeling those emotions for her to sort of feel comfortable enough to do that in a weird way it, gives you, it sort of shows you that actually you can open these com- I know we do this for a living but you can open these conversations even when there's like mics and computers and whatnot. you can you can get to the crux of these conversations because we, we do this all the time but not like yeah, this I think it was the moment we went from being a bit wooden and a bit boring as our wives have said to um, figuring out how to get emotionally on board with our guests yeah, because up to that point, we'd planned a lot of everything, haven't we? We'd, well, I say planned. We'd had a loose structure to most of the podcasts, and they were get, it was getting looser and looser. Whereas with that one, there was no structure. There was no, there was nothing written down. We we spoke about a few questions or topics that might be interesting, but actually, we we done it on a punt on a Friday. We just literally sat down and said, "Oh, should we do it tonight? Yep, let's do it tonight," and and went for it, and it and it turned out pretty great actually. One one of the thoughts that was coming through my mind when we were talking about this podcast was the concept of it's okay to not be okay. And and this came a little bit through um, Serena Simmons' podcast as well, where she said, do you know what? Give yourself a break. You know, Stop giving yourself a hard time if you're struggling. 
give yourself a break it's okay at what point do you think Vicky things started to become hard for you and you started to recognize that you weren't okay anymore I remember having a really nice few weeks with her in the summer I say a few weeks it's probably about six weeks because we were able to go to baby classes at this point and we were doing a lot more I remember coming and sitting in your garden with Claire your wife and having just the best day because I was finally getting out and doing things with Amelia and then we went into the second lockdown which was towards the of after the summer and Amelia was about six months old by this point and I remember going in very positive about it and thinking right she's more active now I need to think of more activities to do with her keep her entertained and I tried and tried for quite a while you know I was I put a lot of sort of mum stuff on Instagram and the things that me and Amelia get up to and I tried sort of to do it for a while and then I I think just bit by bit without really even realizing it at first my resilience was starting to like be affected yeah I felt like this was just going on a bit much now and I didn't feel as stable mentally and I found myself starting to you know look up symptoms of postnatal depression and thinking you know am I just having a down day or is something actually going on here because there's a history of depression in my family so I always thought well you know it's textbook I'm definitely you know prime candidate to get something and so that was quite tough and there was a few occasions when I'd think to myself right I'm going to call the GP tomorrow because I feel like I just need something to help me feel happier and better about life so then we moved on to Rachel Evans Dr Rachel Evans sorry um on eating disorders and this just uh, this just this is one of those things that I just felt that I just wanted to tackle I'd I, not you know probably for a little bit of um being exposed to it but also it just felt the right time to tackle another sort of barrier given as well the psychological stress that everybody been going through and lockdowns and whatnot it just felt like this again could be a topical discussion with regards to barriers to health and it was the first time where we'd we went into a podcast not really knowing much at all about it we were we were openly ignorant to to the topic and that's really why we wanted to have the conversation for us as much as, as anything else to, to learn personally. And really, it, I would say that what it did brilliantly was challenge the stereotype that that exists in society. Definitely like breaking down the sort of stigmas. You know, there was bits in there about men as well. You know, men owning up to not owning up, sorry, men having um, eating disorders and diagnosing uh, males and and the difficulty around that and what uh, and whatnot. <laughs> you caught yourself. Caught caught it. Caught it. And the other part I found really interesting was about the sort of unclassified aspect. I realise it's a it's a classification of no classification basically. But half of eating disorders being essentially unclassified was just that was shocking to me. 
And what she did brilliantly as well, and something that we both recognise within our own practice as well as physios, is that ability to get on a personal level with someone. So it's not just about asking them questions about their eating disorders. It's about getting to know the person. She spoke about finding out what films they watch or TV programmes they watch. And, and that really resonated with me as a clinician about knowing the person, not just knowing the eating disorder. Yeah, it's something we, like you say, we both do. Um, but it's, I, get, I, I hope that's not a, a clinical thing. It's not like, I, I don't feel like it's a technique. Um, and I didn't feel like it was for her either. It was one of those where we all know that actually getting to know a person means you're probably going to get generally better results. But actually getting to know the person is interesting as well. The more you, you get to know them, the, the more you enjoy spending time with them and likely more effective everything will be. So, Yeah, so you, you already know but, um, people listening. So my podcast is actually called Just Eat Normally because that sometimes my clients do come to me and say, I want to be able to just eat normally, but they can't or their family or someone said to them, why can't you just eat normally? But it's obviously so much more than just that behavior. And especially if you think about eating, it's not just one thing you do. It's like you're doing this probably three times a day or more there's actually lots of choices to be made about what food am I going to have how much food and I think if you don't have an eating disorder like a lot of your choices around food are probably just habits like you probably just habitually maybe have like cornflakes for breakfast and don't really think about it um whereas for most people with an eating disorder they would put a lot more thought into that behavior and so you're asking them to just change it but it's actually so many things it's people's beliefs about food it's their new habits that they've got around food that they then need to break um, and often there's a lot of emotions associated with the eating disorder so like fear of doing something different guilt of doing something different so we're asking the person to like just be okay with those feelings sort of just deal with those and just get over them although it was another moment of technical difficulty with my microphone what i think i really did is i forgot to select the fancy microphone and instead had my voice coming through the laptop microphone which is pretty ordinary so then when it came to editing it i had uh, rachel's excellent microphone because she has her own podcast so hers was sounding great yours was sounding great and then there's mine it's like a quarter of the volume so i had to then manually raise the volume of me which then made it sound absolutely awful but you know we're on a learning journey so these things will sort themselves out as we get better at this thing it'd be interesting to see how many seasons we have to get through before we actually just nail one will we ever that's true i can't imagine no erms or and whatnot so hopefully we'll at least get the tech right and now that we've had two so, so Claire has, has, has walked in on two. My wife Claire's walked in on two. One of which she was holding a glass of wine, which was particularly impressive. Um, you, you've had one walk in as well, haven't you? Yeah, mine. So uh, Claire's wine was her own. The best thing about my interruption was that Vicky walked in with apple pie and cream in bowl and was like, do you want apple cry pie and cream? I I'm not even sure it's possible to do a podcast whilst eating apple pie and cream. Is it? Is it? <laughs> maybe you should have tried yeah maybe i'm not or what would be more annoying squeaky chair or like me just chomping down like <laughs> in the background 
oh, the, the, the eating is probably easier to edit out. True. True. Our final episode of the of the first season, other than this one, because this is obviously the final episode, so that's wrong. Anyway, the final one with somebody else uh, was Darren. Uh, Darren Brown, uh, an ex-colleague of mine, uh, and based on long COVID, uh, he's had COVID and has long COVID and has symptoms of long COVID still. And what was incredible about that, actually, which is really really tough for him and, and and i really thank him for actually giving us his time was that he was having a sort of basically the symptoms that became a crash at the end of that evening and still came on and done a podcast with us yeah it was really kind of him because he did say in the episode actually he was he was struggling so uh, i did feel quite guilty at the end that we'd we'd um We'd had him on, but uh, yeah, he he was great, absolutely amazing, and um, what another per- really personal one. So much, so much to learn, and actually, a few people at work have, have listened listened to the show. Have all said, actually, this is a subject I don't really know anything about. You know, we're all medical professionals, and it's something that's that a lot of us really don't know much at all about. So it's so valuable for a lot of us in health, but also those out there that are struggling with long COVID. So um, thanks to. Thanks to Darren for coming on and, and sharing his journey, and and what an amazing thing he's gone and done with, with, you know, not only is he suffering himself, but he's used it positively. That that optimism was just incredible. That shining through, to not not just get through it, but use it to for a positive reason to help educate others. others. Yeah, help educate amazing. others, and not just educate others, but you know, being involved with the World World Health Organization, quite quite incredible, really. The bit uh, we both agree we found in probably the most interesting, I think, was the the vaccine effect, reducing his symptoms, and then there was it like the vaccine wore off, and then he like needed the next one to kind of get him going. Let's listen back to that. I don't know that my story is necessarily that uncommon. I think there's a lot of people that have had different experiences. Some people got acute coronavirus, were significantly unwell and never really recovered. And some of them are still living with not really recovering a year later. And some other people have been like myself where I felt like I'd recovered and I didn't even know what long COVID was. And then I, I crashed. And then I discovered that I not only what long COVID was, but that I had it. Um, And then there are other people that have kind of been really up and down and episodic all throughout this trajectory. But but crash is definitely a term that some people are using. Other people are using relapse Um, and and some people use like flares. But, you know, like crash or relapse are quite strong terms. And I think it really kind of demonstrates the severity of symptoms that people are experiencing and the profound reduction uh, in their level of functioning um, and consequently the disability that they're experiencing at that time. Um, but yeah, they've been my symptoms uh, that I've been experiencing. And you mentioned about something I did yesterday. Uh, so I, I've been feeling a lot better recently because I've responded really well to the vaccine, uh, which is actually a strange phenomenon that people have been recognizing. So there's no data on this, but there's guesstimates that somewhere between kind of like 20 to 30 percent, maybe a third of people are responding well to the vaccine in terms of their long COVID symptoms. So they're alleviating it. And my first vaccine helped increase the threshold by which I could exert myself 
by the time I got to have my second jab, uh, I felt like I needed it, like my threshold level was coming down. I had my second jab and wow, through the roof, my exertional levels got better. I've been doing like long walks at the weekend. I've been able to use the stairs at work again, been feeling really good. And actually yesterday I finally got round to having my appointment at the long COVID clinic. Um, and actually prior to this appointment, I'd been thinking about returning back to some exercise because I was feeling so good. Um, and I was, uh, as part of the long COVID clinic assessment, they do an exercise test on you, which is uh, a one minute sit to stand test. And uh, they reported that I was the best they've seen. And I did really, really well. And today I'm having a bit of a crash. I got quite profound exhaustion. I'm sure you're probably thinking that I'm communicating well, but this is taking an awful lot of effort to communicate at the moment. And my brain really hurts and my body aches all over. <laughs> and the other fascinating part was that for the first six months, he didn't really have that stronger symptoms he said he was feeling some symptoms of long covid wasn't really aware of it at the time and what it was and then had this big crash six months down the line that latency of symptoms de developing really was something i didn't know anything about and then more importantly we got to the discussion about his plants and how terrible is at keeping house plants so bad that he has, has yet to name them because they just keep dying well, he says he's improved at keeping them, but he, and he also says he has a lot. So maybe he has a lot, like, you know, the more you have, if you lose a few, it doesn't matter. If a couple drop off, you're just like, oh, well, you know, I've still got 400 houseplants, I'm fine. Yeah, he's learning, he's learning quickly by failing, which <laughs> is no bad thing. Nothing wrong with iterative learning. So that's, that's basically season one, right? In a nutshell. Yeah. There are some other funny things that have happened. Some of this is related to our um, our Insta as well. Uh, hopefully people have seen my my um, my lisp <laughs> on, yeah. on the intro. If not, it's on the page. It's, it's, and, and I'm sure we'll edit in, into this, but we both found it hilarious. The best thing about that was it was the only video we took on the whole day. Yeah just randomly picked the phone up and recorded you as you were trying to record the trailer uh, or trying to record the introduction and thanks for listening that was it wasn't it thanks for listening yeah listen listening <laughs> brilliant one deserves the opportunity to access high quality up-to-date health information when it comes to health we believe that better never ends Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we've both had battles with with tech, as we've spoken about already. Um, well, this podcast was we were supposed to start at half seven. It's now nine o'clock. Yeah, I think you've done. You've up. How many times have you shut down your computer? I've restarted it four times now. I've had six updates, and. This is the first time where the, the the video has actually worked, so I can so you can see me. And my battery is broken on my laptop, so I'm hanging on with zero percent, and it only works with the cable plugged in. 
and this laptop is only a year old, so all this podcasting has broken it. Mine's the same. I, my battery's died. My battery's died and relies on the cable as well. Podcasting has just killed the technology. So for season two, I might treat myself to a brand new battery. Hopefully that solves some of these these challenges. Yeah. Do you know what? I, at one point, I was considering getting my own battery and playing around with that, and then I realised that I can barely set the laptop up with the Yeti mic, which requires three clicks probably not advisable to essentially become an apple genius overnight and replace your own battery is that something maybe we need to get our tech wizard tom hammersley back in Hmm. how long do you have to wait after someone having a new child before you start giving them jobs for your podcast at least three days at least three days three days right yeah. thank you tom fine <laughs> fine yeah I'm absolutely buzzing about season two. The scary thing about season two is we've got quite a bit. We've got bits of it recorded already, yeah. Um, which I think will be great, and I think people will really enjoy. And I think the reason I'm quite excited about it is because it's a topic that we both naturally enjoy. But I think it will it will be broad again, which is what everyone should expect. You know, lots of different topics around one topic, which is like what we've tried to do in this first season. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. So season two, we're going to base on exercise, aren't we? We'll release a trailer for it with a bit more detail on guests and topics. But Can we make be... it like a Hollywood trailer with like cars blowing up and stuff? Oh, I mean, we're struggling enough with with editing the standard podcast, so maybe that's season three. Maybe we just need... Who's the guy that does, you know, the voiceovers? Welcome to The X Factor. Let's get him on and he can just do like season two of the Hell Space podcast in some kind of cracking... Hollywood accent it sounds more exciting than we do yeah not difficult so will the red headband be living through season 2 yeah 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 I've, I've not gone for it today because I sort of rushed out of the bath but maybe I'll get a different colour today's more of a fringe isn't it well yeah I mean I'm not really sure what it is to be honest it's, it's a thing I think I could go for a different colour per season what colour suits exercise maybe like a green if we work around the colours of our logo, maybe, you know, let's stay on brand. Stay on brand. <laughs> brand specific. Brand specific headbands. I think we'll ever get to that point where we, if we're selling merch, we'll be selling headbands too. <laughs> the help space. <laughs> the help space headbands. I don't think I'll, I'll be able to sell any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, yeah, not sure. I don't know if that'll go down. Maybe like coffee cups. Go, go for coffee, coffee cups. I haven't got anything else to say. Is that, that is rare. Is there anything else we need to say about season two? Not really. Oh, we could announce our first guest. Okay. Who is actually who's lined up to be first guest? I don't actually know. Uh, so we've recorded him already. Our good friend and colleague Alex Quinn. He is going to be talking about running. So we've we're doing a, a little mini series, I suppose, on certain exercise. Uh, forms for beginners so Alex is going to talk about running for beginners nice that's a, that was a, that was good that was um, I feel like it was ages ago we recorded that when yeah. was that last year like October or something no not quite so we did, we, that was in the, the little funny bit in between Christmas and New Year that no one really knows what to call oh uh, yeah. yeah 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 fine yeah that would be great that is a, that's actually cracking that episode and I think lots to be taken especially as um, actually that will be topical as well because events are coming back pretty good time to re to release that one 
uh, and stuff that people can take for it for that. Even though it's sort of beginners, it drifts on to some stuff that people can use, especially if they've got like their first half or 10K or 5K or something coming up. Yeah, we're both signed up to a half as well, aren't we? So we're, we're running on the 1st of August, the London Landmarks. Mm, yeah, but you, at the moment, you are half of a runner because you can't <laughs> run on your on your leg. Yeah, well, maybe I should see a physio. I'll see if they can help me. I don't know any good ones, but... <laughs> Yeah, fine. Good. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's out next week, right? We're releasing the first one. We're going straight in. Yeah, releasing straight in next week. Uh, and cheers. This is a Saturday night, so it is beer time. I don't know if you've managed to squeeze one in yourself, but... It's downstairs. Yeah, yeah. sorry. So I've got tonight, it's a Thornbridge Indian Pale Ale. Jaipur. Oh, is that the Jaipur? You've left the one of them at my house. So I might go and crack one of them in, in a celebration downstairs. Yeah, go and enjoy. So... Here's to season one. Cheers. Dun, 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 dun. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, subscribe and give us a five-star rating. We'll keep bringing you the gold. Follow us on Instagram at the.healthspace and for any questions or ideas for future content, email us at thehealthspace.co at gmail.com. <laughs>